0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to You Are Okay. My name is Bob, and Mara is with me this morning, and we are powered by Blog Talk Radio on the Internet. We want to thank you all for being here. Good morning, Mara.
0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for our appointed time with God, our appointment with God.
1: The, you know, every, every show I always talk in, about making sure that we say thank you during every day and that we make sure that we the loved ones thank you for the things that they've done and to just be thankful for the things that we have, and et cetera. And this morning I got online and I... Um, actually, I don't go to MSN very often. I used to have an email address there and I don't use it anymore. And actually, um, one of your comments earlier this week made me go check my email there and actually the emails that you had sent me were in the old account but anyway that's why I was on that site (laughs) but as I went there there was uh, a little pop-up or or a little advertisement or something to guide you into a section of their website that's called the practical guide to healthier living and the title of it was the power of gratitude and times that you know, we look you know we say things and we, we believe them but you know it's always good that we have uh of what we say and a lot of times we look for things in science or at least those of us that are science lovers you know look for things in science as well as that crossover between science and spirituality and amazing how much that there is and i just want to take a couple minutes to share this article that's written by sally wadzika screwed that name up there title is the power of gratitude thank you sorry you utter that simple phrase at least a dozen times a day but beyond the routine politeness how often do you really take the time to truly feel thankful for the many good things in your life not always that easy to feel positive and grateful in our daily lives. Even our biology can work against us. Since we are hardwired to record and selectively remember negative experiences, Grant Lee, MD, author of Five Good Minutes and the director of the production program at Duke University. We have scripts in our head about what's dangerous or bad and what's not and we can easily convince ourselves the situation is bad when it's not. And those negative thoughts can do much more than just put us in a bad mood. Theological responses the body goes through when you are stressed, mean or hostile, can manifest its releases certain hormones and those chemicals react on the body. Learning to see the good, even during tough times, can keep you happier and healthier. The idea isn't that you stick your head in the sand and pretend it's nothing wrong, but you try to control your responses and not focus exclusively on what's not right. Learn to be mindful. Many times we've talked on the show about being mindful and living in the moment and taking that moment, that moment of awareness, and this kind of really wraps it up to the second half of this story, or this article, rather. Say you're stuck in a traffic jam. How many times have you said this, Mara, on the line? on your way to an important work meeting. You could easily be telling yourself what Brantley calls a disaster story. You'll be late, you'll blow the meeting up, you'll end up losing your job. If you do that, your body, body will immediately get revved up and stress hormones will start running through your system. Alternatively, you can consciously work to change your attitude. If you stop and even for just a few breaths try to practice mindfulness, you will quickly recognize the mind-body connection of that stressful moment and be able to shift your thought pattern. Mindfulness is the awareness that arises from purposely paying attention in a nonjudgmental way to our experience. experiences. Gratitude, forgiveness, and kindness can all be cultivated through mindful practice, says Brantley, adding that it can be just as simple as stop, stopping and noticing more. When you walk outside, notice the feeling of the sun, the sound that you hear, the beauty that's around you. Your attention will move around, and that's Okay. Just keep noticing and try to stop feeding any ill will that you may feel toward yourself or anything around you, even for just a few breaths. I'm not going to continue, but it goes on and on. But how amazing that the things that we've talked about on this show for the last, it's been almost a year now, or maybe for you it's been a year, but it's been a little less than a year that I joined you, that so many of the things that they're talking about in this article are what we talk about on the show. Isn't that yeah, just amazing?
0: It is amazing. It really is. And you know, uh, it will be a year October 27th. And um, I I kind of think I pulled you in very quickly in November, even before I hurt myself, because I was traveling to the show from Sacramento one day and got caught in that very thing we're talking about, but not traffic, fog. I'm going to be late. I won't make it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be late. I won't make it. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, my. Oh, my. And yeah, breathing. Really, really, breathing, and you know, I think that is on some level something that we all forget to do and and that's why i I feel so blessed um, that love told me about just doing that meditative practice. By recognizing the purpose of the chakras as opposed to the the names, and and pulling that fear-free, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, divinely inspired breath through your body, and and you know you can let those words slip off of your tongue, just you know like water. But the reality is, when you're in that circumstance, and you pull that soothing energy that belief that you matter that you are enough to god to love to allah to yahweh to the be all and end all to to the i am that when when you believe that you're important then suddenly you know that whatever happens in that meeting whether you're a minute late, you don't make it or what, is really for the best for you. At the end of the meeting,
1: most people have forgotten that you arrived late anyway. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, you know, that's so true. The other day when I was coming to Santa Fe, I'm so used to living you know, within half an hour, not even that of the airport, half an hour from leaving my house to being inside the, the terminal, that suddenly Uh-oh. here I am. <laughs> yeah, 40 Hopefully minutes didn't away. Hopefully
1: you did to get there that quick from where you are now.
0: <laughs> no, well, not quite. But what I did rely on is just the precision of timing. And so I'm coming down. I'm about 40 minutes away. I come and I have every expectation to pay to park in the indoor parking facility. In fact, I'm doing a calculation in my mind about how that's going to be okay, it doesn't matter, you know, so on and so forth. And then um, I I get to the airport and they are not allowing any people to park overnight in the parking garage. So suddenly oh. I have to go to an out. Just a way out lot. And then, you know... In that adds place, another I,
1: half an hour to uh, your trip.
0: Ab- absolutely. When I walked in, I normally check my luggage at the, out on the sidewalk and don't even mess with that. But no, I walk straight in because I'm checking where is there no one waiting. And I see I can get straight up to the counter. And I go in and I, I go, I know you're loading this plane. I hope my suitcase can make it. And she says... But the whole time, so that you know, I'm taking these breaths (laughs) and realizing that I'm going to serve nothing and no one by getting myself all agitated. And I'm just going to believe that I'm going to get on that airplane and that I'm going to make it there in time and everything's going to be fine. But I'm taking these breaths and I'm going through that fear-free. However, I'm stepping up. From fear free to fearless, my friend, as you're doing the meditation practice, I believe you'll come to a place where you can your first breath will be fearless, not fear free and and there is there's a certain more power in in being fearless, but I'm pulling that energy through, and she says to me, "Oh no, the plane is late."
1: <laughs> the only time that well, you ever are real happy that the plane is late, probably." <laughs>
0: Absolutely, but it were You know, it turned out that the moment ended up being exactly the moment it ended up it needed to be, and and it was so phenomenal. So I think it's wonderful that you read that scientific article that is about um, basically what we've been talking to people about, and I think it's exciting that we talk to so many people around the world. Uh, you know, folks, in, in a year, I don't know how many. Um, how many shows we've done in a year? It's certainly been more than 365, because we do do the I do the meditation show on Friday, but we've had something like, you know, 4,500 visitors, or maybe 4,000 visitors, coming to listen to what we're doing, and so that means that we're touching people. And that may not sound like a lot of people who are doing the math, saying, well, that's 10 versus... Oh, you know what? That's miraculous. For two people who have come out of nowhere to talk about what some people perceive to be common sense and to remind people about something that some people believe is not true.
1: We always have to be reminded about common sense, I think, because we... We kind of just disregard that. What do we always say about common sense? We go, oh, well, that's common sense. Almost as if, oh, well, everyone's born with that. And you're an idiot if you don't recognize it as common sense. But I think a lot of times we need to be reminded of what we, what of those common sense things. And maybe it is common sense in the, in the, now that I say that, maybe it is common sense in that, yes, we are born with that, but we, we look, we tend to put everything that's common sense and, make that not matter as much as what we learn or what our experiences are.
0: Yeah. And also that each person is valuable. I think that is something that's frowned on, at least in our society, but I think most of the human planet, you know, uh, downplays the importance of those who do not have everything in the world. They've defined enough as acquisitiveness and, and accumulation of things and money and therefore they are enough and many people are striving for that image or at least to have more of their share of things and so they don't think they're enough until they someday get that magic gold ring. And what's interesting, um, I got that magic gold ring and I before I had come to this place of peace that I usually live in now and I thought, well, what's wrong here? I didn't feel that sense of peace that you were supposed to feel. I didn't feel like, oh, I finally arrived. I hadn't arrived anywhere. I felt no different than when I was without the gold ring. And now, so I think part of what we do is remind people that they're valuable, whether they have a gold ring or they don't, whether they choose to have big dreams, small dreams, no dreams. They're valuable to love, to God.
1: That's right. We are all valuable, and I think we sometimes forget that. Mm -hmm. We oftentimes forget that, because we're, we're focusing on the negative, and we're allowing that negativity to run our lives when we... You know someone sent me an email the other day and said something kind of in a negative way, and I wrote back and said, "You know maybe if you put a positive spin on it it would make it would make it you know a more you know we'd have a better outcome than 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 what you're I don't remember my exact words and what you're what you're expecting and she wrote back and said, "You know what you're right i i I did throw that out there in a negative way and 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 I've seen how." how How different it is when you think positively or something along those lines, I don't remember it exactly. I'm paraphrasing yeah. the so I think deep down everyone knows that when you're when you're throwing out negative thoughts and feelings and and talking bad about other people and gossiping or talking you know about a situation in a negative way that yeah it's probably going to end up in a negative way because that's the only way you're thinking about it. That's all the energy is going toward that. Person or that situation in a negative manner, and if we turn things around and look look for the positive, look for that which is going to make that situation better. That we can we can do that. It you it's really true. do attract what you throw out there.
0: You really do, and friends. Despite the fact that we we spend every Sunday talking about how to have compassion for each other and for the world the reality is we recognize that there's a lot of chaos that there's a there's a huge cloud of negative energy uh and it it exists because we empower it we fuel it up we blow it up every time we step away from the peace of of living in love of loving other people of loving ourselves of doing also
1: because with loving yourself if you're constantly throwing out saying negative things about yourself you know and I hear people say you know I have subordinates that you know will even say oh I'm so stupid and it's you know and that just makes me sick when someone says that it's like no you made a mistake or you weren't aware of this situation or what have you it's not that you're stupid it's uh, you know sometimes it's just you just don't know and it may be that's right ignorance and ignorance isn't stupid no ignorance it just means you don't know yeah Yeah. and then when you do learn you know if you're calling yourself stupid or you're calling yourself other things or saying oh i'm so sick or you know i I really believe that if you start talking about being sick that you're going to end up sick yes and you know i in the past week, I had a day where I needed to do some things and I, I called in sick, but I ended up telling my boss, you know, a couple hours later that, hey, you know what, I wasn't really sick, here's what's really going on and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, continued to have part of the meeting that I was, that, that we were going to have anyway that day and, you know, it ended up being a very positive thing for mm-hmm. for both of us because we both knew what was going on and and I didn't have to carry the, the guilt of lying or feel like, oh, I just called in sick now. You know, I'm going to get sick and 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 throw that negative energy out there.
0: Yeah, and you know, and what's important about what we're in, in that regard too is I think peace is the same way. You, I, I think positive things are the same way. And to me, the most valuable thing I have is peace. And you can when you. Uh, you can bring peace to you. So in and you can bring positive things to you. And a lot of people try to bring the positive to them by voicing the negative. And it's just like the sickness. Some people will say, I don't feel well not because they want to be sick, but because they want some attention from someone. Right. And they may bring the sickness and may lose that very thing they wanted, the attention. So our voice, our words, should speak positively about what, what we're wanting and what we're needing and what we're doing. There doesn't need to be a lot of room for what they call disassembling, which is a nice way of saying lying. But I like that word disassembling because it operates from the concept that assembled things are happy, positive, loving, caring. And the counter of that, obviously, is disassembled. And we wouldn't recognize a symbol if we didn't know, see disassembled on occasion. And who knows what the world would be like if we truly could live with, the, with each other in, in brotherly love. We probably would define darkness in some other way. But right now, we are just being infused with negativity and um, it's it's frightening because fear, which is our lowest emotion, is driving so much of our world right now, around the world.
1: Yeah, which fear kind of, of our topic. not having enough, I'm, not being enough.
0: Yes, fear of losing everything. What would happen if I lost everything? If I lost everything, I would still be enough because I would have my life. If I lost everything, I would have a chance to renew my appreciation for some of the smaller things. Because I don't have a Lexus sports car doesn't mean that I can't now appreciate the lesser vehicle that I have and treasure it, and and on some level come to appreciate it so much that you like it more.
1: It gets you where you need to go.
0: Exactly. It gets you where you need to go. It holds things up. A lot of
1: stuff in that car.
0: (laughs) You really can. You really, really can. And so, you know, uh, having at one point, I, I think almost released everything. Just open my hands and let everything float away from me. And to now be rebuilding, I'm not so afraid of losing my savings. Because I know in the rebuilding, I will have positive moments, and I will come to appreciate things differently. I will be wiser and more loving. But that fear... Of losing is driving people so much that there's just this barely, normally, fear kind of rests maybe, if, if we were using an earth analogy, fear rests maybe five feet below ground level. But now I'm seeing it, we're walking on it everywhere you go. You run into people who are afraid, who are saying negative things, who obviously are thinking those things because they're saying them. Um, People who are less trusting. And that's not going to serve any of us.
1: Which kind uh, of brings
0: us to our topic again. Are you taking your angel to work with you?
1: We start our topic, why don't we do our breathing exercise and start centering exercise and a breathing exercise, and then we'll hop into our topic.
0: I think that's good. And uh, shall I play?
1: Um, Let's let me play, play twice, the Trees in Taos, or what is it called? I, the Lexa Yardley. Please Since you're in New Mexico, Summer Aspens in Taos. It's not summer, but the aspens probably are very beautiful right I now. See huh? it.
0: Got it. And they are. It's lovely here in New Mexico. So we're ready to go. Alexa Yardley, Summer Aspens and house
1: There is a in you that is your center, spiritual center, and is the place where your love spreads. It lies in the heart, in the deepest place of your being, where love is never ending place where love can find protection love can find its root love can find its wings to grow this is your center this is the place in you that holds heart with harmony this is the place in which you matter heart you're centered we're in a green growing place of love love starts with you and shines as love loves you spreads to your neighbors to the world you are love are centered in the wonder of love let us do our breathing exercise today. I'm going to try something a little bit different. Focus on our chakras. And our chakras are these little spirals or circles of energy that go the body and they need to give us all harmony between our, our body, mind, and soul. Let's today, let's just focus on our chakras. And as we go through each one, I'll give us a upon a little bit and just breathe and that energy in that area of your body where that chakra is at. We'll start with the first chakra which is known as chakra. It's a red color. We breathe in let's pull the energy to our bodies that air through your feet and coming up into your root chakra. At the base of your spine. Feel the energy there in your, and tell yourself, I am. I am enough. I am. Pull in that energy. Feel yourself being grounded with the earth, firmly by the water and the roots, pulling up, pulling in the oxygen that we are giving it, living in nature in man and plants, trees, feel that energy, feel that energy into that red area at the base of your spine where you're feeling grounded now to the earth. And as you're feeling grounded, pull that bit further into your abdomen, lower abdomen, genital area, Chakra, which is orange in color, orange. Pull up that energy to in through the root chakra into your sacral chakra, up through into the top of your head, and let blow out the top of your head. as you're thinking, meditate upon. I feel. How do I feel? Feel. Sensual, feel balance, feel physical power, body is more energetic as the fire is there charging up in the sacral chakra, and concentrate on next, Solar plexus, which is located in our navel area, hold our joy, our laughter when we start have to hold our gut. That's where our plexus. Is at. As we meditate and pull up the energy, pull up to our root and our solar plexus, feeling that yellow energy, feeling. Up. Meditating on the words, I do. I do. do." Feel your emotions calming, tension, uneasiness in your organs. Releasing, releasing that negative, frustrating, anxiety from within. Blow that out your mouth. All of that negative energy out of that plexus area. Do, do, do. Next is our green chakra, which represents the heart and the area where our heart is at in our body. As we meditate upon, meditate on the words I love. I love. This is where our compassion is at, where our universal oneness is out. All right. Let's breathe on oxygen into our heart. And heart chakra blowing. Meditate on I love. Love. Next chakra is located in your throat. Be up into our throat. It's our chakra. It is. Notice the blue color. Concentrate on the. Say, on the words I. that energy and more communicative all of the things that you need to concentrate on letting all of the things that you need to to enemies to anyone, let it out let it out, don't keep it there in your throat don't hold it there where your throat is feeling clogged up and tight and like you were building up this anger and fear anxiety within your heart or within your throat let it out and as you breathe through your, your nose, pulling that energy up, and you're letting it out through your, through your mouth, meditate on, I speak, I speak, I speak. The next chakra is your third eye, which is the indigo in color. Pull up the energy through your feet up through the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat and feel it in your third eye and feel that energy moving and feel it spinning around in perfect balance and in this meditation, see, I see, I see as we're looking, look for intuition things that you know that are there think of those things that you know that you don't know why you know it's your intuition and trust your intuition learn to trust your intuition and learn to love yourself through your third eye meditate when you're meditating use your third eye to meditate and think about life and those positive energies there and feel that third eye opening up pulling in where you say, I see, I see, I see, and as we pull in our energy this time, let's pull it up through our roots, solar heart, through the third eye, and this time pull up that energy, that air, that oxygen-rich air, and pull it up into the top of your head, where it's the top of your head, and it's amethyst color and indigo, and as concentrate upon this, our crown chakra, let's open up our crown chakra, and think about, I understand, I understand, I understand, open up that chakra, feel the energy of the universe as it's pulling up through all of your chakras now that we've concentrated on each one, and let's stand, I understand, I understand. silently for a couple moments and concentrate on those chakra areas that you need to work on a little bit and Mara will lead us in a short prayer
0: as you're concentrating on your chakras pull your air through your body and now let's have the breath be fueled by the energy of the chakras by their divine purpose starting with the root chakra the place of fear have your air be fear free in the sacral chakra that beautiful orange zone is the zone of your creativity pull creative fear free air through your body your solar plexus is the zone of healing Healing yourself, healing others. Believe in the healing within you and pull the yellow healing energy and mix it with the fear-free, creative energy that you're pulling through. Infuse your breath with love as you go past your heart. Pulling fear-free, creative, healing, loving energy up to your voice box, to your throat chakra. Our words hurt so much in today's world. We stab and joust and harm people. Let's pull up forgiving energy. Forgive ourselves and others for
1: words.
0: Feeling fear-free, creative, healing, loving, forgiving manifesting seeing energy up open the top of your head and now allow God allow love to inspire your breath and pull that energy down and pull it out through your right arm and lift your right arm out and fill the energy of all who are listening now and who will listen later Hold their hands form a circle of love, of people who believe they are enough, with all of their combined loving, self-loving, and other loving energy. Now, pull the energy through your left arm. Feel it go through your fingertips as you close the circle. And now let's breathe together. In one breath, breathing up, fear-free, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, divine inspired, and let us encase the world in the iridescent beauty of that we know from such a breath. Let us open our hearts to peace. Let us open our voice boxes, our throat chakras, to seeing more in others than they are showing us. Let us manifest love. Let us give peace a chance by leading in our own lives by our own daily examples. We ask this in the name of all that is holy, which is all that is. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. That was a lovely exercise.
1: Thank you. Oh, what have you been doing in Santa Fe? Anything exciting?
0: Oh my gosh, I've done everything
1: that <laughs> <It> was exciting.
0: <laughs> it has been truly a miraculous time and I've just had a beautiful rose with the dew from the morning and the rain on it put in front of me. Um, I have had just a miraculous time here in Santa Fe. We, um, yeah, I've, I've had my entire body and soul Massaged and and encouraged and enveloped in love. I've learned about ideas for our trip to Tibet, and I'm um, helping a friend decorate her house. Uh, it's all good. It's all very very nice. I am um, very
1: few then. Other than yeah, just having a good time, keeping busy.
0: Very busy, very busy, but a good time. Good time. Good. Yes, yes, it's it's been great. And how about you and, and uh Austin?
1: Just been a busy week. You know, it was uh, sometimes. You know, we I had someone on my staff was out of the office for a week, and you know, I really, you know, we 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 don't stop to think how much work other people really do. I think sometimes we think, or at least I thought, that she maybe exaggerated a little bit. Not about how much she did, but how how people that she interacts with on a daily basis act or treat her. (laughs) And, you know, living for a week in her shoes and taking on her responsibilities in her absence. And by no means did I take on all of her responsibilities. I'm sure she had hundreds of emails and voicemails where they didn't call me because they didn't deem it an emergency. And, wow, I you know, I... uh, I really, really, truly appreciate how much stuff she does, and you know, I, so I had a little party for her and had a, brought her a cake and to say thank you for everything that she does for our team and had the team there, and you know, and she said, "Well, now you know why sometimes I have a little bit of attitude or I'm a little bit cranky, right?" <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, and you know, walking a mile in someone's shoes is sometimes what it takes to understand what. What they what they do on a daily basis, or what's going on in their life at that time. So, never discount what um, when when other people tell you that you haven't lived walked in their shoes. You really haven't.
0: You know that's a real good point. That's a real good point. How often, when we go into a situation, let's say a work situation, where uh, we uh, someone. May not be quite as polite or kind to us as we believe we deserve to be treated. And frankly, friends, we all do deserve to be treated kindly and politely. But instead, we turn it to ourselves instead of trying to see more in that person they are showing and, and trying to lighten their load a little bit. You know, reacting with love as opposed to brusqueness or anger. You know that's um, actually kind of what today's topic is about. Is I think that for many of us, we've created this um, to use a, a word I, I learned a long time ago in a, a social uh, sociology class: uh, a dichotomy. We create a personality for work and a personality for home, and that's causing discord in our personal lives because we may uh, permit the most uh, vigorous, perhaps even savage conduct in work, and then step back and expect ourselves to turn all that off and and now go home, and that's the place of solitude where we're going to focus on our partner and our children and, and all of the love that we feel for the man or woman in our lives. And we... Are going to expect them to see past the tinges of the savagery that we're inviting into our home. And yeah. I think
1: today's it's hard to turn that off when you're at work all day long in a very competitive situation, and and or whatever type of situation you are in at work, if it's competitive or if it's just maybe monotonous, for that yeah. matter, then you know it's hard to take that. That competitiveness and turn it off when you get in the car on your drive home, and in fact, it might even intensify because then you're you're in competition to get home. <laughs> driving yeah. on the highway yeah. or driving on the on you know just the regular street here, you know is you know somewhat competitive as to who's going to get around who to get in front of the other person, and you get home and you can't always you know shed that that behavior or that way of thinking that that you have in your in your other life so to speak so it does bleed into your your home life and, and how do you how do you stop that i guess that's the that's the real yeah, crux of the question right
0: <laughs> it is and if any any of our listeners have any comments about that topic please call in at 6465953584 we would really appreciate hearing your thoughts on it. I do have some ideas. Um, uh, this is something that I'm working on. It's not something that I've mastered. And perhaps it's not something that you ever master until you die. But I do believe that I'm better at it now than I used to be. And to retire. I, <laughs> yes, when you retire, exactly. But how many angry people do you know who are retired?
1: Oh, you know, it always amazes me how many people are very angry that that are retired or those that are. I know some that aren't, MJ. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. There are, you know, or how many people retire and within a year they they give up, they die because they don't have that other life to go to maybe anymore, and they don't know how to act around their or their partner or their family because they don't have that maybe I call it competitiveness that could just be me as I said other people could be monotony at work but I find I find competition is what motivates me but not obviously Mm -hmm. not everyone well
0: I think that I find in my business my business is pure gladiator business I mean you're expected to gear up dress up and go in And win the war, whether it's in a courtroom or in a boardroom or wherever, you're supposed to come in with this winning argument. And the problem with that attitude is if you're winning, then someone else is losing.
1: losing.
0: Yes, yes. And so that builds. I just saw something myself on the Internet earlier about revenge in the workplace. And I thought how amazing to be seeing that article today when When we're opening the door to inviting people to bring their angel into the workplace with them, now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean, and we're not suggesting that by going into the workplace you're going to lose your edge. But I think we've all been around people who have brought a a project uh, a, a a paper. Uh, a meeting to a very very high place, and yet in the process, they haven't wounded anyone and and so, how can you go into work? How can I, as a lawyer who does who does spiritual radio programs for heaven's sakes doesn't quite mesh with our idea in society and doesn't necessarily mesh with my office. And, and now, how do I start moving into the workplace without wounding people? So that when I leave at the end of the day, I may not believe that every idea I've put forth has been embraced. But I at least leave knowing that I have been my highest self given my highest work product. It's kind of, I've made... The four agreements now become a lifestyle, not just something that I do in my free time. I'm trying to live my words. As you were saying when you were talking about doing, I believe that was in the solar plexus, and I do. I do what? I do live my life in accord so that I don't have that disassembling going on internally I don't have those moments when I feel those spiritual blockages I don't have to say to someone and I, I'm finding I'm saying that and I'm, I'm going to work I'm not saying it anymore I didn't sound like I was being mean did I folks we know what words we're using
1: <laughs> we know when we and talk whether,
0: mean. <laughs> exactly. And whether our words When are we're words saying it
1: when we're saying it out loud, we know when we know where we're putting the inflection mm-hmm. on the words when we're typing an email, whether the person on the other end puts them in the same place or not yeah. is another story. And sometimes there's miscommunication because of email where we're putting the wrong where mm-hmm. they put the inflection on the wrong word which could make it mistakenly seem that we're being mean, but We know when we're being mean.
0: We know when we're being mean.
1: I always find that ironic when people ask that as well. When they ask, "Oh, did that sound too mean?" Well, that was your Mm. point. That was your. What was your intent?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What? And and then and so, you know, I'm finding that I I'm tending to hold back, and I'm recognizing there are just some things that don't need to be said. And, and now that's permeating into my private life too, but there's just some things that don't need to be said. And, and I wait. I mean, there are times when even those things are drawn out of me because something someone else may say. But when all is said and done, I'm finding that there's just a lot of stuff that I've come to recognize adds to the chaos as opposed to taking from the chaos. Now, woe be those of us when we get to work where we see ourselves as a non-wounder peace builder and then we come face to face with another person who sees themselves as a non-wounder peace builder and we aren't talking the same story. How do we get out of that situation? Call and tell us how you get out of it, Six four six. 595-3584. Five nine five three five eight four. How about you, Bob? How do you get out of it when you feel that you're putting forth your best plan and it's designed not to wound anybody? And now you come and get up against someone who's somewhat equal of yours who has their best plan, and they believe their best plan won't wound anyone. And now, you know how people are tapping their knuckles together?
1: Mm-hmm. You're tapping,
0: but you're not tapping gently. What do you do then?
1: Well, I think in, the, in, that, in that case, you've got to you know communicate, effectively communicate what what your plan is, and, and maybe more importantly is, in, <clears throat> is to listen to their plan, si- meaning be silent as they're talking, and be open-minded to what their plan is, and Listen to them, and ask them to have the same respect to listen to your plan, and somehow work together to come up with a plan that's going to work for everyone. Actually, I'm kind of in that situation right now, (laughs) and at work, and that's how we're kind of approaching it: is that, you know, that you know what what really is best for. Sometimes there's things that are best for the business, and there's things that are best for the employees, and there's things that are best for your clientele, and coming up with the right the right mix of best for everyone sometimes one of those has to fall to the side a little bit and someone has to give in but as long as everyone's listening and 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 really listening not you know bantering back at you as you're talking and butting into what you're saying and saying oh but this or or you know let let someone finish what they're talking about and communicate effectively with them and allow them to communicate effectively with you. I think it does a world of difference when when you listen. Yes, and I, I think, think that's,
0: that's so true. Th-
1: the same goes with the personal relationships that you have is that you don't, you know, you you tend sometimes to see, see the good in yourself and the bad in the other person and, you know, those two things there make it you know, make the situation a negative one. But when you look at the good in the other person and the bad in yourself, so to speak, then, you know, you, you look at that and you work on things together to come up with a resolution. And that, you know, it all boils down to to being open-minded and, and willing to listen, which I find in my business. You know, one of my... I was recently at a job site with an employee and, you know, he was made a comment about about something, and I said, "Well, remember, ninety percent of your job as a consultant is to listen. And to listen doesn't mean that when they say something to jump up with an answer right away. It means to sh- sit down, shut up, and listen. And when they're finished, then you know, back away a little bit, think about it, and then give your opinion. It's not interjecting something. Don't don't feel that you always have to be talking.
0: That's such a good and, and true point." that perhaps many of us need to think about is that oftentimes when we're bouncing up and putting forth our piece, what we don't realize it may not be that what we are saying is not very appropriate to be said, but it makes it appear at times if we're too speedy as though we're not listening to what was said as though we're not giving any meaningful consideration to the other side's discourse. And in my business, that's especially true. And if you're a, a quick thinker, as I tend to be, I, I have come to recognize that it I many times come to the right place, but I get there too quickly. And it puts other people off and it, it threatens them. And and that's not something, you know, that's not a way I want to live, but it's also not how I want to show respect to others. But on the other hand, even in our personal relationships, when we're listening, we have to be very, very cautious, my friends, that we always start from a place of self-love. So many times in our personal and our professional relationships, People are so set in their negative view of us. They're so threatened by what they perceive our skills to be. That they can take nothing less than our embracing their negativity. And I think that when we listen to someone tell us something negative about ourselves, we need to be open and hear that. But we need to hear it against the backdrop of self-love, not just other love. There's no balance. It's people-pleasing, my friends. If we listen to someone and we see only good in them and they see only bad in us, and we adopt their bad into ourselves, because then we are forgetting the unique and special loving relationship we have with God, and that each and every one of us, whether in our work or in our personal relationships, are walking this planet for a reason of value, a valuable reason. We are loved, we are enough. I see far too many personal relationships and I've been inv- involved in them myself where in order to buy peace I buy Mara is worthless Mara is wrong Mary isn't what she thinks she is Mara doesn't live her words it's a whole anger scheme it's jealousy and we can't go there either So our angel is our recognition that we are each and every one of us a divine being. That at times we fall short and the glory of love of God is that we pick ourselves back up. But we can't allow ourselves to be involved in our shortfalls totally because it will block the light it will keep us from remembering to meditate it will keep us from believing we have value to love and so when you do your meditative practices they're just as good in the boardroom they're good in contract negotiations it's good to recognize those times when you're about to fall to your lowest self. Learn to recognize the signals and to say, whoa, I feel myself not going to be my highest self and to say, I need a break right now. So that you don't so that you don't embrace the stereotypical ideas about what a lawyer is supposed to be, a doctor is supposed to be when his opinion is a challenge, an IT person is supposed to be when they're making the system work. When you're sitting down in team building, whether at work or in relationships, everybody should be listening to everybody. You can't lose sight of the idea you came in with a valuable plan. What you wanna try to do is merge the plans. You want to get the highlights for everybody together. And you can't always get that if you start focusing on how wrong your plan is and on how wrong you are. So it's not an all or nothing. It's a middle road. It really is.
1: You're right. Right, have open and be open and receptive to communication with one another. Be respectful of one another. I'm going to share with everyone the 67th verse from uh, the Tao, and it says, "All the world talks about my Tao with such familiarity. What folly! Tao is not something found at the marketplace. Passed on from father to son." It is not something gained by knowing or lost by forgetting. If the Tao were like this, it would have been lost and forgotten long ago. I have three treasures which I hold fast and watch closely. The first is mercy. The second is frugality. third is humility. From mercy comes courage. From frugality comes generosity. From humility comes leadership. Now if one were bold but had no mercy, now if one were bold but had no mercy if, but were not frugal if one went ahead without humility one would die love vanquishes all attackers impregnable in defense when heaven wants to protect someone does it send an army Protects them with love so for friends as you journey out this week and to world remember to leave that chaos behind remember to take your angel with you and be communicative be be your highest self and remember to be compassionate have a great week everyone yes yes
0: and remember you are enough you are enough and that you bring a special glow in every moment The glow may not be the glow that you think it is. So listen to others with the way towards merging and becoming connected, unified. Not vanquishing and wounding. Lift up those meetings that you're in. And have people wonder how you did it as your model love we ask this in the name of all that is and we send you forth today knowing that absolute love is your birthright and you are uniquely created divinely inspired namaste my friends Mastay my friend